Welcome to The Messy Middle. I'm your host, Sarah Schatz. I am an artist, a writer, a mother, an academic, and a creative coach. This is an imperfect podcast about the creative process. Hello, I am back for the second episode of The Messy Middle podcast. It has been longer than I planned between episodes. I knew I wouldn't be able to commit to a weekly or a bi-weekly upload schedule, but I had really hoped to make another episode before now. Uh, But it just hasn't happened. We're here in the messy middle. David was sent home from school, sick. It was really just allergies, but both his school and us are being really cautious due to the Delta variant. So he was home for a while, and then I launched a virtual creative retreat and that took a lot of my energy and so this is the first time I've really like been able to sit down and have the social energy to talk to you and be really present and that's kind of what I want for this podcast I don't want to cram it into a corner where it feels rushed and hurried I want it to come from a really kind of grounded relaxed place so Uh, That may really limit when I can record, but that's how I'm feeling about it right now. So I actually have a theme for today, and that is intentional inconsistency. And you can see why it's something I've been thinking about, because it ties in really nicely to the inconsistency of these episodes, and that that was a conscious choice. I could have, you know, even when David was home from school, like when Nathan you know, got him ready or put him in the bath or something, I could have come out here and forced myself to record an episode, but I did not have the capacity um, to do that. And so I'm trying to really prioritize my physical and mental health above being consistent. And this is something that I've been trying to cultivate over the past few years. Um, I actually started this practice before, uh, before David was born, before um, before I was pregnant even. So it's something that I've actually been chatting with some of you over Instagram message about. And I, I thought it would be really interesting to talk about on the podcast. Now, I know this is not necessarily relatable to everyone. I'm not at all, by the way, against consistency. I think it is great. If you have the capacity to be consistent, if you have the capacity to show up for your art every every week or every day without detriment to yourself, to your body, and to your mental health, um, I think that's fantastic. Consistency is actually like my default mode. I was diagnosed a few years ago as autistic, and so when I commit to something, I am what they call all in. I like see all of the deadlines is in stone and what what brought this about basically is that I plunged into a really severe burnout because I was trying I was overcommitted and I couldn't even see the possibility to for instance not blog every single week because that was a commitment that I made to myself I was I don't know how long I did that. I think it was well over a year that I blogged every week and I sent a newsletter every single week. Um, All of that in in addition to being really active in several Facebook groups. 
and like being involved in several different collaborations and I just it was too much and I was sitting at my computer literally all day I was never moving my body I wasn't getting outside I wasn't eating anything I mean I'm not eating anything healthy now don't get me wrong I'm not I I don't want to paint the picture that I'm now a perfect paragon of health um but certainly at that time like I I began to realize that I needed to take care of my health and I needed to take care of my mental health. And through to now, it is a constant struggle and battle to try to figure out how to do that. Um, so this idea that we need to be consistent, uh, whether that's with making our art or sharing our art or marketing our creative business, whatever that might be, the pace of consistency that it's expected right now with social media, like maybe it's every day, maybe it's several times a day, or at the very least once a week or once a month. It's, I think it's unattainable for a lot of people, but especially for parents, for chronically ill or neurodivergent, if you have ADHD or even autism, you may not have the same level of energy to pull from every day. And so this idea that you need to be consistent when you, your life is not consistent. So if you force yourself to show up, whether it's publicly sharing your art or making your art every day, when that kind of rises to the top of the list and becomes the must have, (laughs) that's when you can start to burn out because you're no longer taking care of what you need. And also it can be really hard to continue to be inspired to make art because maybe you're like working a really long, hard day job that's very inflexible. And then you're being consistent with the very little time you have in the evening to make art, but you're never refilling your tank. You're never um, having relaxation or introspection or inspiration. You're not having new experiences. That's kind of where I was stuck. It wasn't, the day job was forced by me. (laughs) I was working from home and I was making myself have very rigid hours in front of the computer because I was trying to validate. Um, I was trying to feel like I was working. I was, I made very strict, like wake up, you know, eat, eat something, get in front of the computer, or even like check my emails before, like when I first wake up. And then I wouldn't finish until Nathan came home, if then. Uh, And then I might go back to it. And so for me, this is something that I began practicing as an antidote to burnout. And it was actually a therapist, um, the therapist that diagnosed me with autism, that she made the observation, I am an all-in person. And so anytime I'm interested in something or commit to doing something, I go all in. And I've never been really aware of that. (laughs) And other people love it. (laughs) So if I commit to helping you with something, I will be there like 500%. And then the things I need to do for myself get kind of pushed aside. And so that was the first time I realized that there might be, I mean, it was the first time I realized I was even doing that. And so she actually suggested that I begin to practice intentional inconsistency because I couldn't even see the option to be inconsistent. 
And this is where the autism comes into play for me. Certainly um, not, I think intentional inconsistency has the possibility to be helpful for a lot of people, not just autistics. But I was almost blind. I think there's, so there's kind of like two things that can happen when you don't have the capacity to be consistent and, um, well, when you don't have the capacity to be consistent. And one is that you are not consistent and you feel guilty and horrible and um, I'm trying to think of a synonym for guilty, but why? I just said it. <laughs> um, that you feel really guilty about it. And then on the other hand, you may not have the capacity, but you push through and do it anyway. And that uh, will inevitably lead to burnout. And that is what I was experiencing. So Tanya suggested that I practice intentional inconsistency. And I love homework. I love being given an assignment. And it just so happens that right around this time that she made that suggestion, I had signed up for one of those Instagram everyday photo challenges. And up until that point, I had never ever missed a day of one of those. I had done several I posted every single day for 30 days. I like when I committed to something even like that, <laughs> that was like just supposed to be for fun. I didn't even realize there was the, excuse me, option to kind of dip in and out. I would see other people do it and I would just be so confused. So I'm like, what are you? Um, uh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this thing. Uh, and it felt a little bit lonely to be all in when everybody else is like dipping in and out. Um, so I decided to try it. And I took that Instagram challenge and I just did the days that I, that I wanted to, that I felt inspired by that prompt or that I had the time and the energy to do it. And I've tried to treat Instagram challenges like that ever since. Um, I always post and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do this, but I might dip in and out. I might have a little play. And that may seem really trivial <laughs> and simple and obvious to you. But for me, for my autistic brain, that was a big deal. And that is a really small way that I started to practice this intentional inconsistency. Um, I found it harder with my blog and things like that. I actually ended up taking like I actually fully deleted my blog for a while. I had to, in that instance, go completely cold turkey until I could come back and be like, okay, well, this is a new blog and I don't have to post on this one every single week. And I'm kind of doing it now with the podcast when I reimagine the podcast and I'm like, okay, well, this is a new podcast. It has messy in the title. I'm not going to edit it and I'm not going to post on a regular schedule. And sometimes those little reframes help me. Um, just looking at my notes here, um, trying to see, trying to see where exactly I'm going with this. Sorry, there may be a little tiny edit right there if I take that pause out. Um, but I'm really glad that I started practicing this before I became a mother, because even so, even with this idea that it it wasn't healthy or possible to be consistent all the time, um, I still felt super guilty about pushing forward my podcast because 
when David was born, I still had podcast episodes that I had very excitedly recorded and hadn't managed to edit. Uh, I had a list of guests that I was wanting to talk to because I thought with, you know, when maternity leave was over, I was going to start going into a co-working space and recording podcasts and none of that stuff was able to happen. And I felt really bad. I, I felt like a failure. I felt like I was letting people down. I actually had one very kind person uh, leave a comment that or messaged me or something that they were disappointed. And that was like gut-wrenching for me. Like, I don't want to disappoint people, but I can't do this right now. And so the combination of like having an awareness that I was an all-in person and trying to cultivate more intentional inconsistency, less rigidity, because like my natural state is to be rigid and to follow what I say I'm going to do, to follow my self-imposed deadlines to the letter, even if it kills me, you know, even if it pushes me completely um, to the edge to do that. And so basically, (laughs) when I became a mom, my energy level plummeted so much. Like, uh, if you're not a mom, you have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that a mom's challenges are the wor- the hardest challenges, but they are certainly a different level of hard because you can never really have a break. You can never, even if someone comes to help you, like you're still, you're still the mom. Um, and, and this is true for dads too, but culturally there is a little bit more, a lot more pressure on moms. And I kind of had this fairy tale naive idea that uh, Nathan and I would co-parent and that we would both go back to our work and like we would figure it out. And that has just not been the case, especially because because of COVID, it's been really, really difficult to figure that out. Um, and we're trying and I'm trying to come back to my work, but his work has definitely been prioritized because it is the work that brings in the money. Um, not to say that he's not a great dad and that he's not involved, but there's a lot more to it than, than I thought. And it's not as simple to kind of like rewrite the patriarchal narrative. So, you know, coming into motherhood with a little bit of practice at intentional inconsistency and then being hit with, you know, complete exhaustion, complete overstimulation and just not having the energy to follow through on the most basic things really, really like kind of threw me into the deep end. I was paddling in the, in the shallow waters with like, oh yeah, I may not post every single day to this volunteer uh, photo challenge. And then suddenly it's like, um, you have no capacity to be consistent. Now what? (laughs) no capacity to be consistent on any level. Uh, One of the things that I did when I was a new mom is I reread The Artist's Way. And I I had hoped and planned to do that for years um, because I do think the message that creativity is important for mothers and I do think it's important. But Julia Cameron has a very strict, rigid 
consistent expectation that you show up for yourself and journal every single day, artist date every single week. And I just, there was no way I could do that. Because what I needed when I had a break was sleep. In the very beginning, sleep is number one. And I've started journaling and I think it's great. I still don't do it every single day. I try to do it most days. I certainly don't go for an artist date once a week even now, although that would be brilliant and I want to work up to that. But like when you feel like you're a failure because you can't even consistently write like one page in your journal, that does not fuel your creativity. Um, And this is part of what inspired me to write my motherhood book and it's kind of like a whole nother rant about trying to embrace creativity within that um, fog of new motherhood, but specifically related to consistency, I was kind of faced with like, okay, I can't even be consistent with myself to write my journal every day. How can I be an artist? Like, how can I embrace creativity as and when I can. How, because I have a little bit of this all or nothing. Like if it's not all, then what even is it? Um, nothing. <laughs> if I can't be consistent, how do I show up at all? So that's a little bit of um, where I've been coming from, what I've been working through. I'm certainly not perfect at it. Um, But I'm trying to find a balance and I'm trying to value my energy levels, my ability, my well-being um, above my consistency. And then on the other hand, um, like also, I'm obviously being consistent with my child. Like I am being consistent there. I have to keep him alive. He's, he's two years old. He can't take care of himself yet. <laughs> there are lots of things I have to do consistently every single day, several times a day to keep him alive and to keep him well. And, um, you know, because of my autism and because of some of my chronic illness and um, I'm coming a little bit out of it, but I've also had some chronic pain over the last year. It has been really hard to just keep everyone in the house alive. And certainly my mental health has plummeted at different times. Um, And so for a while, I had to just pull back and barely do anything. And where I'm at right now is I'm trying to dabble in this idea of showing up, even if it's not consistent. And that being okay. And I want to really... I encourage and support anyone else who feels who feels this way. If you want to hop over to my Instagram DMs, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Um, I certainly don't have all the answers. I'm still kind of in the weeds here, but I'm trying to learn more flexibility. And I pause and say that word very tentatively because I've often my whole life been told that I should be more flexible. Um, and that I struggle with flexibility. And that's because of my autism. I am very rigid. And within this, 
I don't want to make that wrong. That is how my brain thrives. And actually, the past two years when I have had to give up structure almost completely, it has put me mentally in a really dark place um, at certain times. I'm, I'm doing better now. Um, and so trying to find that balance between like, what is enough structure that I'm mentally well and functioning? while understanding I cannot have as much structure and rigidity and consistency as I did before I was a mother because now when the school calls and David needs someone to pick him up because he's sick I need to have the capacity and the flexibility to be able to do that and so I'm trying to discover to create a middle way and I've I've been thinking a lot about this in that we kind of think about like these two extremes. So either you have structure and routine or you have like freedom and flexibility. And kind of coming back to, so one of my big inspirations for this new concept is a willow tree. You know, Taylor Swift had that song, life is a willow and it bent right to your wind. And it's about a lover, but that song on so many levels works for me as a mother. Like, (laughs) I'm here, I'm, I'm existing. And then the wind of, uh, of David and of being a mother of motherhood and mothering are like whipping the tree around. And I, I was not a willow. I was definitely like a rigid, hard tree. Uh, that would have been knocked down. And I'm, I'm trying, you know, I don't know, can you change what kind of tree you are? I'm trying to learn from the willow that it's not that the willow tree has no structure at all. I'm actually looking out my window at the neighbor's willow, like peeking up above our pergola. It has a structure. It is not a pile of goo. It is, it is not below, you know, across miles. It's rooted. It, has a structure, but it can bend instead of break. It can retain its structure through the wind. And that it looks different depending on, you know, the weather. You know, some days it might be almost completely still and other days the wind comes through it or storm and it's whipping back and forth. And, excuse me, you know, it's not consistent in that it doesn't look the same all the time, but it is consistent in that it's there and it's rooted. So this is kind of like a little metaphor that I'm exploring. I love nature metaphors. Uh, for life and for creativity. And um, yeah, this is kind of where I'm at. Trying to make a structure that is less rigid and seeing, you know, if that works for me. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it. Um, for example, like, okay, I have this podcast. There's a structure you know, the episodes, what I want to do with it, but I don't have an exact timing. I come to it when I have the capacity and it's still here. 
And I really believe that my people aren't going to write me off because I'm not here every single week. Maybe you even have trouble keeping up listening to some podcasts because they're, they come out so often. This is all I can do right now. And it's valid. It, it doesn't have to be every single week to be worth doing. And that's true for a lot of different things. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my writing practice. And I've had a lot of... I'm finding rather than making a big plan and like sitting down, okay, this month I'm going to do this or I'm going to achieve all these goals and all these deadlines, that if instead I have several options and I'm like, okay, what do I have the capacity? What do I have the capacity to do today? You know, today I kind of wanted to uh, do this painting project outside where I was going to be painting some wooden crates for the studio but it was raining. So it was like, it's not raining now, by the way, it's super sunny and beautiful. Um, But when I first came out this morning, I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work. I can't do that right now. So I shifted my plans a little bit, but not a lot. I'll come back to that, you know, tomorrow or the next day. Uh, And this was something else that I wanted to do. So having these options of like, okay, maybe I could work on a weaving or this or that, And it's not wrong to pick a different thing. Um, Sorry, those sniffles are real. And before, I think I need to wrap up because I've got to get ready to pick up David from school now. Um, But I I definitely want to say that I'm not discouraging consistency. Like, I think consistency is a beautiful thing and it's something that I aspire to one day. Like, the more consistency I can reclaim in my life, I feel, it makes me feel safe. It makes me, uh, it makes my, my brain loves it. My brain loves consistency. But what I'm learning is that the ability to commit to something on a timeline and to follow through is a privilege. And that's something that particularly to be able to do that without being to the detriment of your physical or mental health. And that the inability to be consistent doesn't mean that you should just give up. It's not like, and and it, I understand where people are coming from when they say that you need to be consistent. Consistency is a beautiful thing. And it's very powerful. Showing up even just a little bit every day or every week, it will add up over time. But if you are at a place like me, And you are just not, you don't have the capacity to be consistent in the way that you want to. Don't give up. Show up when you can. Be intentionally inconsistent in that you're allowing yourself to show up when you can. And then whatever your challenges are, you know, maybe down the road, you can be more consistent. Or maybe you'll find like, a beautiful rhythm and the inconsistency. The inconsistency will become a type of consistency in that you show up when you can. And that's what the consistency is. Um, so I'm trying to discover a middle way. I'd love to hear from you guys um, to hear your perspectives on this. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Alicia, who we had a really, a really good chat about this on Instagram, and she really inspired this podcast episode. 
Uh, she's also an artist and a mother. And I have no idea how to uh, pronounce her last name, but if you want to pop over and check out her Instagram, I will definitely link that up into the show notes. Um, she's sharing a lot about her creative practice in the messy middle. So um, I, I guess that's it for this episode. I feel like I didn't you know, I don't have a big answer, but I think it's something interesting to talk about. Uh, it's a little bit countercultural. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you want to send me a DM on Instagram or hop over and just send me an email. I had some emails actually from the last uh, podcast episode and they made me feel so heard and seen and connected. Like I love podcasting can feel a little bit like shouting into the void. So anytime I hear at all that someone listened to the episode, I'm just ecstatic, much less to hear like what resonated with you, how you feel about it. Um, so if you want to do that, like I, I actually, you know, most podcasts say leave a rating review, uh, you know, do that if you want. But what I would value more is just connecting with you about this. Um, I have no illusions you know, I'm not being consistent here. So I don't think I'm going to rise to the top of the iTunes charts. Um, But my purpose, my reason for recording this podcast is to connect with you. And so if I hear back from you in any way, whatever format, whatever capacity you're able uh, or interested in doing that, uh, I really value that. So I'm gonna, I think I have an outro that I recorded before that we'll talk about, you know, Patreon and hashtags and stuff like that. Um, so I think it, the music will start coming in now and it will go to that. I honestly can't remember because it's been a little bit of a while uh, since I did the first episode. But thank you for being here. If you've listened this long, thank you. Thank you for listening to me ramble and you know, I hope you can cultivate whatever type of consistency or inconsistency you need to have a thriving, happy, healthy, creative process.